If you're new, welcome to church. So great that you're in this place. Good morning to everybody online. So great to be able to connect with you this morning. I hope you're having an amazing start of the day. And uh, my friend Morgan's coming up to help me out. That's great. This morning, we're going to continue in our series in Matthew. That we've been um, week three now of Matthew, the series. And also along that, as you would have heard on What's On, thank you. The amazing young men in this church, hey? They're good. Yeah, they are good. Alongside the series of Matthew, as we're preaching in that space, uh, you would have heard on what's on through Josie there, um, encouraging us to be a part of that 60-day Bible plan. Now, if you haven't yet um, jumped on that, there's still time. You can jump in. What I love about that, even as um, Lisa spoke earlier, about we can sing those words about me, but there's something about us. And that as we're reading that um, Bible plan together, it's good to know that we can have conversations with our family, we can have conversations with people, and that we're reading that together and on that same page. So if you're wanting to be a part of it, jump on, get some devotions from the different pastoral staff throughout the week. Um, it's just been a good time. Is anyone part of that? We're joining? Yep. It's good, right? All together, just um, being able to do that. This morning we're going to um, preach in Matthew, as you would have guessed, um, in Matthew chapter 8. Familiar story for many of us, I'm sure, as um, this story is talking about Jesus who calms the storm. I'm not sure, has anyone been out there and you've been in a storm of life? Yeah, this looks good, I'm in good company here. That um, through this picture and through this message of Jesus... That as Matthew records this um, event in this part of the disciples and Jesus calming the storm, that this would be a message that was for that time, but this is a message for us this morning, that Jesus is in control of it all and that he truly does calm the storms of the physical wind and waves and the different storms of life that we would face in and through our days. If you've got your Bible, you can open that up in chapter 8, verse 23. If not, we can do that together on, on the screens here. Then, Jesus, and then, then he got into the boat and his disciples followed him. Suddenly a furious storm came up on the lake so that the waves swept over the boat. But Jesus was sleeping. The disciples went and woke him saying, Lord, save us. We're going to drown. He replied, you have little faith. Why are you so afraid? Then he got up and rebuked the winds and the waves, and it was completely calm. The men were amazed and asked, what kind of man is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. Up until this point, as Matthew records the events of Jesus calming this storm, what has happened up to this point is that Jesus has had ministry and time with his disciples, being able to minister to the crowds. He's been preaching and teaching to them. We've seen him heal the blind and the blind can see, the lame can walk. Um, he has delivered them of sickness. There's been demons that have been cast out. And over in, in verse 14, it talks about this fever that has been left. And now Jesus is going to reveal something different to these disciples. Jesus is going to reveal to them his power not only over disease, his power not only over demons, but his power that is also over nature, over the wind and the waves that he is going to reveal himself to the disciples in this moment. 
that Jesus has left the crowds. They're all on the the land there and they would have been like coming around the disciples. They would have been wanting more from Jesus, wanting to see more of what he's got, whether that's in that teaching or the, the ministry and the healing that he's been given to these crowds. So there are many people wanting and Jesus like, come on guys, we're getting in this boat, we're going over to the other side. What Jesus is going to do in this moment is he's going to produce peace in the midst of the Sea of Galilee. He is going to produce peace in the midst of a storm. That he is going to produce this kind of calm that would come. That when all the wind and the waves and the storms of life are coming our way, that the disciples are in this boat and they're freaked out and they're panicked and they're, they're freaking out in this moment. That Jesus is going to produce peace. Any wind and wave would obey the commands of Jesus in this moment. It starts in this passage with his promise. And it continues with his presence. And then it ends with his power. That Jesus has has over all of that the power to command these wind and waves to be calm. Jesus has calmed the sea. In verse 24, there is the storms that take place. In verse 26, the calm that comes. And through that and in that, there is the storms of life. Have you ever experienced or been in a storm? I think for many of us, I know for sure I have, where I've experienced those storms that have come where I've experienced the storms of life, and you're like, where are you, Jesus, in this? Have they produced fear? Or have they produced calm? That what we know through this story, what we know of Jesus, is that what is produced and what Jesus brings, that is that promise of Jesus in our life. It is the presence of Jesus in our life. It is the power of Jesus in our life that gives us the ability to be able to face those storms. It gives us the ability to be able to ride those storms through life. It is his presence, it is his power, it's his promise that is within us. So this morning I've titled this message, Calm Boats in Stormy Seas. That idea that Jesus calms the wind and the waves. He calms those storms. That whilst the storm in our lives may not disappear, but we can ride those storms with calm and with the peace of God within us. Where it starts off, it start, I would um, see in the start of this as they're getting into the boat and Jesus first gets in there. My question to us this morning also is who's in the boat? That we see in um, the boat here, Jesus first jumps in the boat and then the disciples follow after him into that boat as well. That what we need to be reminded of, of who is in the boat with us. Who is in this boat of life that we are travelling through and be reminded of actually Jesus is in the boat with us. It is him that is in the boat that gives us the ability, his presence, his power, his promises in our life that is able and enabling us to be able to face the storms of life. It is who is in the boat that makes a difference to how we ride those waves, 
how we go through and sail through these stormy waters. Whether you are in a storm, about to embark on a storm, midway through that storm, what is important is who's in the boat with us, that we would have eyes to see, that we would know and perceive of his presence and his power that is with us, that we would know that Jesus is with us. Whether we feel it or see it, what we know is true is that he is always in the boat. It is he, he is always beside us. We sometimes lose sight that in the sight of a storm, in the sight of um, things going not great in our lives, that we can sometimes lose sight of Jesus, are you even here? But what, we, what I'm here to remind us of is that he is with you, that he is in the boat with us and that he is so near to us. Disciples had firsthand of Jesus' miracles, his ministry, the works that he did. And they saw him at work in and through what they had experienced even that day. Do they know who's in the boat with them? They see him, he's there. He is there for them and with them. In verse 24 it says, So suddenly... I think I've lost my place. So suddenly, this furious storm came up. The word storm here, when it talks about this furious storm, we got to understand, I don't know if you've been watching the news of late, and they've been talking about, you know, this last month in August where we have had winds and rain and we've had the most rainfall in a long time. And the storms that they're speaking about here, cannot even com comprehend or come, come close to what we experience here in Perth when it comes to storms and rain. That this, the word here, the original word, when they're talking about this word storm, this furious storm that is here, the word they're using is seismic or seismograph, seismograph, where it equates to and references to the, the attachment to earthquake. This furious, violent storm is what they're referencing here. The storm here is nothing like what little old Perth gets with a bit of wind and rain and heavy winds blowing. This is something that equates to an earthquake. It is a huge storm. It is a violent storm. It is the type of storm that will lift the boat and, and slam it back down again. That is the type of storm that these guys are in the boat with. This is a type of storm that is brewing up around them. So high are the waves that people on the land can't even see the boat. The storm is brewing. The storm is big. There is wind and waves that are violent, is some of the, some of the, um, the commentaries would say. That literally is shaking. This storm that is brewing... The disciples are in this boat with Jesus, that it is crashing, it is pounding, it is, is shaking that space. So you can sort of understand, identify with the disciples here about, I would be a little bit terrified, anyone else? I would be a little bit afraid. I would be a little bit panic-stricken. 
I can understand and identify with these disciples that, you know, they're, they're gripped with fear. They're a bit scared. They're like, what is going on here? The waves are coming. The, the boat is being pounded. And Jesus, you're asleep. What's going on? He's asleep in the midst of all the storm, the wind, and everything's going on. That Jesus, that sometimes in the storms of our life, when the storms are brewing and it's violent and things are going on in our world, that we would often maybe and sometimes think, Jesus, are you sleeping? Why can't you hear me? Do you not see what's going on here? I'm a pretty good sleeper. Anyone else pretty good sleeper out there? You know, two minutes, head on the pillow, out until the morning. No bathroom wake-ups, nothing like this. Totally out for it, two minutes. Someone, they, my family sometimes laugh at me like, is she pretending? No, I'm out. Two minutes in my bed, on my pillow, I'm gone. With this idea that I know, with my husband, he like stays up later than me, turns the TV off, turns the lights off, takes the dog out to the toilet, make sure the house is locked up. He's got it all covered, so I can go to bed, head on the pillow, out, gone to sleep. What I do recognise is when he's not at home, and I've got to have all the responsibilities, you know, you have to, you know, turn the lights off, do the things, ah, la, la, la. But I often don't have as rested sleep. I'm a little bit more attentive, like I have to, you know, listen out for things, especially when the kids were little, and is that a noise, is something going on? But when he's at home, no problem. Head on the pillow, out until the morning. That sense of Jesus is there. He is present. He is in the boat with the disciples. And he's seemingly just sleeping whilst they are terrified, whilst they are panicked, while they are out of their minds. How can he not know what we are going through in the storms of life. Does he, why is he seemingly asleep? These disciples are like, why is he asleep and all this panic and all this stuff is going on? In our, in our lives, we may question that same thing. Jesus, how are you asleep while my husband has done such and such? Why are you asleep when my wife has said this? Why are you asleep when my work and my job and my, my world is seemingly falling apart? Why are you sleeping during this time? That Jesus was there. He was in the boat. The disciples could see him. He was there and yet they were a bit stricken by fear. You may wonder, where are you, Jesus? You may wonder... God, do you know what's going on? Do you care what's going on in my world? That I'm riding through some difficult storms right now and you're seemingly just asleep and quiet during this time. Do you know what's going on here in my life? Why are you not doing anything? Why are you not intervening in these moments? There are many of us that might be in this moment of worry, concern, feeling a bit fearful, riding through storms, maybe a little bit of anxiety in us, that through this world that we live in, that whether, you know, COVID is a concern for health and the things that we're going through. There are many things that each one of us may ride and are th walking through. That idea of are we marked by calm or fear? 
Do we know who's in the boat with us? Do we understand that Jesus is at work even when we may not hear him? Do we understand that the presence of God is with us? That his power is at work in and through us? These sudden storms are that they experience here on the Sea of Galilee, that they are not uncommon to this place. The way the demographics um, are set up and the sea levels and the mountains that they're surrounded by, that actually these types of violent and furious storms are not uncommon. It's not something that has just come out of nowhere. They are something that do happen from time to time again. These storms are not uncommon to what, have, what they've just gone into. The question, does Jesus know the storm is coming? Does Jesus know that that storm is coming? Does Jesus have the ability to stop the storm even before it begins? He's asked these disciples, come on, let's jump in the boat, let's go across to the other side. Is he aware of this storm that's coming? Does he know what's going to come up ahead of these guys? Because Jesus has had a big day. He's been ministering. He's been um, going about and dealing with the crowds and caring for them and ministering to them. And so his idea is, I'm coming into this boat that me and the disciples, we're going to go in the boat. I can imagine the disciples jumping in that boat and they're like coming off the, the land and they're like, oh, this is going to be good. This is going to be, you know, drawing away from the crowds, being able to have rest, be able to top up, be able to be a bit more refreshed in our souls, be able to go away from all the demands of the crowds. Especially if you're maybe an introvert, you're like, oh, this is a good time. We're just going to jump in that boat. There's just going to be a few of us. We're going to have a great time. I think if Matthew was writing that for today, it'd be something along the lines, I'm not sure if you've seen a lot of these memes. They're like, jump in the boat, they said. It would be great, they said. It would be a restful time, they said. And then it's everything but that. I love those pictures when you see them and they're like, have a baby, you said. And then the next minute they go, oh, have, who's come across that? It's just super funny. I laugh every single time. Um, so true. So they're in this boat. They've, they've drawn away from the crowd. Does Jesus know the storm is coming? Does, does Jesus have the ability to be able to stop the storm, even though he knows it's coming? It may cause us to ask that same question about the things that happen in our life. Well, God, you, you're in control of it all. You know this is going to happen. Why do you allow this to happen in my life? Why do you allow these things to be able to come my way and face these difficulties in my life? Surely you could stop them. Surely I don't have to walk through this. Why do you permit these storms to, to take place that bring so much hurt and heartache and pain to my life? The response in this passage, I think, is... Something that reveals a little bit about sometimes the storms we go through. What it, these storms of life can actually produce in our life. The storms of life that reveal a little bit more of who God is and gives us a little bit more of who God is. That he deposits things in our lives. That in and through what the disciples have experienced up to this point, 
in the comfort of the land where there is no wind and waves that are crashing over them. That they saw Jesus minister to be able to heal the sick and drive out demons and feed the multiples and all, multitudes and all of this. But what was revealed here in the boat, in the storm, was something that they had not seen or experienced of Jesus Christ. That they had not seen or experienced in their ministry and time with God on the comfort of the land. It was through the storm, it was through the wind, it was through the 25 metre waves that are rising up that what they saw in this space was a Jesus who has power over nature itself. It was a Jesus that he, he saw that there was more power in him that they were able to see through their fear, through this point of being afraid, through this panic of being terrified that they got to experience Jesus in a new way, that they got to experience Jesus in a new space, where they got to reveal more of his power, more of his presence, more of his promise, that in this moment of the storm, when the winds are going around and the waves are up high, that they got to see something more of who Jesus is. And the disciples' response is, what, who is this man? Now, they've seen amazing things of Jesus, haven't they? But they come through this moment of being in a storm and they're blown away by who is Jesus that even the winds and the waves obey him. In the storms of our life, there is something that is very different from leading. Would anyone agree? When you are walking life and it is going good and you're on those mountaintop moments and God is good and he is faithful and we declare his love and his grace and his mercy. You go through a storm. You go through a time where you are in the midst of the boat, where the wind and the waves are high and you feel like there is the walls of stuff coming at you. You, in this moment, you get to experience who Jesus is. You get to experience that, that peace of God, the grace of God, the mercy of God. You get to reveal that his love that is for you, that he's so much more experienced in the storm than it is when things are going good. Does anyone else have that? The revelation that through the stormy seas... There is revelation of God's power that comes. There is a revelation in this space of what the disciples were able to experience of Jesus through the midst of a storm. The Bible says, count it all joy, <laughs> the trials and the tests. And what does that produce in our life? But then also what is revealed of who Jesus is to us that shows us more of his grace, more of his love, more of his concern, more of his care towards us. The winds and the waves will still crash and they'll still rise and it'll all still happen. But would we agree there is a power of Jesus that we experience like we haven't experienced before? There is a calm that can come, a peace that surpasses all understanding that in the midst of a storm that we have access to because the God who is control of all things, the one that knows what storms in front of us, 
the one that knows exactly where we're at in the midst of it, is at work in us. And who is in the boat with us? There is a peace that comes. There is a calm that comes. In verse 18, if we backed it up to verse 18, it says, when Jesus saw the crowd around him, he gave orders to cross to the other side of the lake. Now, this was no ordinary storm. This is a violent storm. This is a storm that was brewing. But this is something that Jesus commanded the disciples to go and be in. He's like, come on, we're going to do this. And that is difficult when the Lord says, stay with your husband, stay with your wife, stay on the job, stay where you've been placed in the midst of storm. And his command is, you're in the right place. Yes, it's hard. Yes, it's, it's difficult. But what is happened here, the disciples weren't in the wrong place. They were in the right place. The storm still came, but who was in the boat made the difference. That sometimes we go through storms and we're still in the right place. And the commands of God are like, stay with it. And that might be true. That God's telling you maybe, stay where you are. I've got you. Who's in the boat is going to make all the difference to how you ride through it. It is the peace of God, the trusting into God. That he is in control. That he is at work. That his promise, his presence and his power enables us to be able to ride those storms. I'm going to wrap up and invite the team to come. And I'd love to take a moment to be able to pray for anyone. What I understand is over here is these storms. These are violent storms and seem very severe. But fear also calms in a trickle. Fear also calms in our everyday. It might not be a storm that produces great fear only. It might be something that you're concerned for. Something that's on your heart and you're worried about. Something that has been um, in your life maybe for a little while and you're like, I need the peace of God. I need the one who is in the boat with me to come and calm the storm. His peace that surpasses all understanding. His presence that would calm and, and produce that peace in me. That the worry, that the concern, that the, the things that are on my heart. That Jesus, I need your peace. I need your presence. So I'm going to invite you to stand right now. We're going to... Sing this song, Tremble. And as we do that, if there is, if you're wanting more of the peace of God, more of the power of God in your life, the God that is in control of it all, the God who is at work in the storm and even in the little trickle of a wave, that if there's any worry, any concern, any panic, any fear, I would love to take a moment to be able to pray for us in that. And to be able to offer that if that is you and you would like prayer, if you wouldn't mind coming up the front, I'd love to pray for you.
the God who is on the Sea of Galilee, Jesus who calmed that storm, He is right in this room. His presence, His power hasn't changed. That He is with us. And I'd love to just pray for anyone who would love that prayer for more of the peace of God in your life. As the team lead us in this next song, I'm going to invite you just to come down the front and I'd love to pray for you then.